business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Welcome to today's podcast. I am joined today by Andrew Sykes. He is founder and CEO of Habits at Work. He is the author of The 11th Habit, a TEDx speaker and a lecturer at Northwestern University Kellogg School of Management. I just want to tell you that this is a fascinating conversation and we talk about good habits, bad habits, establishing new habits, and honestly, you're going to love it. You are going to love it and I know you're going to gain so much from Andrew and his wisdom and his expertise and honestly, his perspective. He has a global perspective on everything habit related. So thanks for being here. Quite honestly, uh, and selfishly, if I can be candid, and this is what Andrew and I spoke about once the camera and the recording were off, I love meeting everyone that we have on this show because it gives me the ability to network and learn and really build resources out there and a network of people that are just such great human beings. They're wise, they're smart, and they just are experts beyond anything that I would be able to learn in a book or on a podcast. And when you really have good people surrounding you, it is so important. So know that It is my mission, my joy, my passion to bring these amazing, great people to you, to learn from, to enjoy, um, and to help you in your business. So keep evolving and make sure you check out uh, Andrew and his habits at work. Everything's in the show notes right there for you. Keep evolving, entrepreneur. Enjoy today's lesson. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for having me on your show. I am really happy you are here today. We are joined by Andrew Sykes. He is the founder and CEO of Habits at Work. Oh boy. The word habits in general, I particularly love. Some people don't. Okay. So we can't wait to hear what we're going to learn from you and also learn more about you and your journey. So where shall we begin? You you walk us down memory lane. Pick a place where you want to start. Well, we, we might as well start with habits because I think like many people, I grew up with habits being associated with bad things like alcohol habit or drug habit. And I think the modern view of them is that while there are some bad habits, what I choose to call vices, mm-hmm. the good habits are the ones that really distinguish us and have us stand out from everyone else. And so I've fallen in love with habits and the power that they have Mm -hmm. to define who we are and transform organizations 
and dare I say, even society at large. Absolutely. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit. Tell us about college. Tell us about graduating college, kind of where you started out on your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, well, I was born and bred in South Africa mm-hmm. and studied to become an actuary of all things because I loved mathematics and it sounded like a good idea at the time. Love and the it. truth is I loved learning about statistics and mortality and morbidity and all these things that we need to price health and life insurance companies. Mm-hmm. But um, about a year after graduating from university in a, what I would describe as a triumph of courage over wisdom, I started my first business with some partners. Mm-hmm. It was a health insurance consultancy. And there was the beginning of becoming a former actuary in a sense. I like mm-hmm. to say I'm a recovering actuary because I've spent most of my life in sales and leadership and being an entrepreneur and not that much of it doing what I studied to do. Right. And I spent a decade running that business and then came to America in 2004. But along the way, I've lived in six continents now in 11 cities so i've had a tremendous luck in my career to be in different places teach and work in a lot of different cities and along the way learn a bunch of things about habits in particular sales Mm -hmm. which is my current focus sales and trust yeah about five years ago i changed my business in the in the us which was originally health at work to habits at work what it is today And I've also joined the Kellogg School of Management as a lecturer in entrepreneurship and innovation. So lots of things going on in my career and life as usual. Keeps me. I love it all. That's fantastic. Congratulations on all of that. So throughout your journey, living in these different places across the globe, do you see habits vary? Yes. Different cultures have different habits. I think that's what defines a different culture. Mm -hmm. Like when we're working with a company, one of the views we ask people to take is that culture, company culture, and I think societal culture is the same, is nothing more or less than the sum of the habits of the people that make up that culture. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are big differences that if you focus on the differences, have you feel like people in different countries are complete strangers? But I also think it's worth noting how many habits we have in common that bind us as humans. Like what? What are you seeing as the commonalities? You know, many of the the habits that we have in the way that we greet and meet people, the way that we attempt to and actually build trust, the way that we go about developing relationships, Mm -hmm. the way that we treat each other in society. And absolutely there are differences, but I'm inspired by the commonality more than the differences. Although I do have to say, I really enjoy teaching in different countries and getting to learn what works in America that will absolutely backfire in Japan and vice versa. Right, exactly. That's fascinating too, right? So I love how it's a topic that everyone can relate to, right? Everyone has habits, whether they are good or bad, or, you know, just, I mean, most of them, it's amazing when you start a new habit, how quickly it can become routine and you don't even realize that you're you're doing it, right? Um, in fact, I just had a, a podcast interview call beh- before this and we were talking about hiring and making that first 
higher where it's, you know, a big fat salary and the business owner is scared as anything and, you know, nervous about everything. And now they're literally hiring people that are, you know, hundreds of thousands more. And, you know, that was almost getting into the habit of making good hires, right? Yeah. And I would say that the lesson I learned is hiring for habits, mm. rather than hiring for educational background. So talk a little bit more about that. That's going to help a lot of people out there. <laughs> well, I've noticed that certainly I and many people I've spoken to have had the experience of hiring someone who's an absolute rock star on paper and an absolute disaster in reality. Yep. All day long. The difference is the way they behave to each other, to their group, to their leadership, to their customers, all of which is a set of habits. So I would bet on someone's habits over their education all day long, because with great habits, you can acquire new skills, you can build relationships, you can do all the things that most, but not all, most jobs really require for success. Mm -hmm. Of course, the combination of education, experience and habits is the holy grail. Mm -hmm. But I found that a lot of interview questions look at past experience rather than delve into someone's current habits and the way they think about structuring their day, preparing for meetings, the little habits that are often hard to notice, but profound in their impact. Absolutely. And, you know, just right there, you gave really great questions uh, that are good interview questions, right? How do you prepare for your day? How do you prepare for a meeting? Those are really granular, detailed questions that you can learn a lot from a person one of my favorite questions is um, in an interview is like, what's the last book you read, right? You can learn a lot. You Sometimes you're like, oh, I don't read a lot of books. You're like, okay, okay, that's great. Or, you know, it, you just learn so much about what they like to learn about too, right? And a, a great question I found is to ask someone to describe their day yesterday. Because as okay. it turns out, we're very much creatures of habits. So yesterday yeah. is pretty good as a predictor of what tomorrow and the next day will look like. Right, Okay. Uh, that's a great question. I just wrote it down. Um, okay, so a little bit more here, just because it's I, I just, you know, I'm a business nerd and I love all this stuff, probably just as much as you do. <laughs> Not that I'm calling you a nerd, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I've been pulled a lot worse. <laughs> um, but okay, so learning a habit, establishing a habit, breaking a habit, talk to us about that cycle, psychology, timing, you know, just the the easy. The easy version of it, not the kind of Instagram brainwashed version of it, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think changing habits is easy. And I think that's why most people struggle. Okay. And there's a few, what I would call golden rules that we've mm-hmm. discovered from our behavioral research lab. We ran a behavioral research lab for a decade called Brat Lab. It now runs as an independent organization that studies how humans think and feel and act and how to create and quit habits. And I think the, the number one rule is humans find it really, really difficult to change or create more than one habit at a time. Okay. And most of us try and do five or six things at a time. You just think of your New Year's resolution list. But I think that's the seed of failure is when you tackle too many things. And the second I'd say, which is less obvious, is that habits occupy time and space. So if you intend to plant a new habit in your life, you do sort of have to pluck a habit weed or a vice so that you've got some time and space in your life into which to put your exercise habit or learning Spanish. And without 
taking something out, I think people find it very difficult to find the time. And so they end up often saying to themselves, well, I just didn't have the time to do this. And we've all got the same 24 hours in each day. It's a matter of priorities. And partly that's solved by creating a gap for new habits. Okay. And then the, the third one I, is my favorite because I just like the way it sounds. What I mean by that is I often say to people that we don't have habits. Our habits have us. Mm-hmm. By which I mean that the way that we behave is mostly influenced by the contexts of our lives, the physical spaces we live in, the people we hang out with, the mm-hmm. systems under which we operate, and even our own mindsets. And if you want to understand how someone will behave tomorrow, if you really examine the environment in which they live, those contexts I was speaking about, mm-hmm. you could be pretty reliable in predicting how they'll behave. Wow. As just one example, you know, we walk into a library, we all behave quietly and we whisper. And then we walk into a bar and we like yelling and laughing and boisterous right. because right. they're a response to the environment in which we find ourselves. Absolutely. I've found great success in designing the contexts in which people live mm-hmm. so that the habits we want to practice become the easy default instead of the difficult choice. Absolutely. Those are all so good. So good. Okay. So a couple more questions and I won't take up too much of your time here. And I hope this one isn't too intimate, but can you share some of your morning and evening habits that you enjoy? Yeah. Uh, One of them that I really enjoy and it does so much for me in life is yoga, which is a newish habit. You know, I probably did it once a year for most of my life. And two years ago, I, on a sort of on a whim, I went and became a yoga teacher. Amazing. I did amazing things for my body and mindset. So that's something I like to do in the mornings. I'm an early riser. So getting up at 4 or 5 a.m. is a habit that really serves me. I wouldn't say that there's much choice involved because I don't sleep very well. Sleep is my nemesis habit. Yeah. I struggle to manage because you can't sort of force yourself to sleep like you can other habits. Uh, I have a couple of vices. Coffee is one of them. Mm -hmm. I'm currently on a 108-day alcohol hiatus. Every three times a year, I do a 108-day run of adding in one new habit and taking out one vice. Right. Just as an experiment of who I can become and what new skills I can acquire. Right. Well, and creating that space, like you said, that's mm-hmm. great. I like that. 108 days. What does that represent, that number? It's a number that has some significance in Hindu mythology. And okay. if you've ever seen a mala beads, there's 108 of them that you can sort of click yeah. through as you repeat a mantra. But okay. it also splits very nicely into 28 days, 40 days, and 40 days. Yeah, I think about it like a lunar month to be a caterpillar consuming a new skill, learning mm-hmm. the model of excellence, and then 40 days head down in a cocoon, getting really good. And then 40 days to come out and teach someone else the new habit. Awesome. Which, interestingly, I found choosing to teach is one of the most empowering ways of developing your own skill and keeping yourself accountable to the habits you committed to. Yes. And that's, you know, that's some of the hardest parts for people is really keeping yourself accountable when you do have that sleepless night or you're not the solid sleeper, but you do like to be the early riser at four or five, you know, and you've been up since two 30 looking at the wall, right? Still sticking to that and holding yourself accountable. It's tough. It's real, right? And I found the successes I've had 
which are fewer than the failures I've had for sure, <laughs> are born of creating a partnership with someone else. Yeah. What I like to call an accountability buddy, someone who's buddy. Holds, holds you accountable. So now maybe shows up and does the habit with you because we tend to keep our promises to other people yes. more than we keep our promises to ourselves. Right, which is a whole other deep dive for yes. a whole other podcast, right? Okay, last question. Um, what what keeps you going as a business owner, as an entrepreneur on the journey of creating good habits? Is there a personal mantra that you repeat to yourself, personal go-to phrase? Well, the, the last five years, I've taken a deep dive into trust because yes. as a lifelong salesperson, I've noticed that salespeople are the least trusted profession on the planet. Mm. My personal life mission, and I'm not sure I'll get it done by the time I die, is to have parents one day say, I wish my children would become a salesperson. Mm. Differently, to ennoble the sales profession to the position it deserves, which is to be a trustworthy profession. Mm-hmm. So that's what inspires me. That's what Habits at Work does, is helps salespeople and sales leaders develop the habits of being trustworthy as a salesperson. Love it all. Love it all. Thank you for being here. How can we find you, learn more about you and the company and your work? Thank you for asking. There's lots of information on our company website, habits at spelled at work.com. I also have a professional speaking site, andrewsykes.com. I'm active on LinkedIn. So if you have any listeners who are interested in connecting, I'm always accepting of reaching out and reply well. So you can find me on LinkedIn, which is my only social media, I would say, vice or habit depends on the day. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank you for being here. I really enjoyed our conversation, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Wow. What an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.